This has happened before. I don't remember why. I'm just getting static from you. Are you talking? Rich, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. You clear to go. Okay, let's bring us back on the air. Are we on the air? Yeah, we're good. All right. <laughs> there we go. We find, Of course, you know, you got you to gotta love it. We get in here, and what's the first thing my computer does when I set it into the dock is it dies. <laughs> it gave me a blue screen of death, but fortunately it restarted. And while I was trying to get set up, our good friend Ed Nail, Coalition of the Championship Taxpayers, uh, decided to pop on in. And that's good. Josh, by the way, I, uh, the Skype thing has got a whole new interface. I'm not exactly sure how this thing works. Oh, okay. Let me see. There we go. All right. I've got my, my uh, chat screen back, so we can do that. And if I remember correctly, when we go to break and stuff like that, I have to, um, I have to mute things down here, right? Yes. There we go. All right. It's been a, actually, it's been, it's, when was the last time I did a remote? I think it was probably the Thanksgiving Day thing with uh, Charlie Sherman. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, they haven't invited me back yet. That's probably because they're still trying to figure out what they're doing in wake of Charlie. They're, they're busy. They're busy merging with families in transition, which I have to say in my out loud radio voice, I think is a terrible idea. But uh, joining us now is Ed Nail. He's the chairman of the Coalition of Hampshire Taxpayers. For those of you just tuning in, we are broadcasting live from the site of the Greater Manchester Chamber of Commerce's mayoral debate. It uh, promises to be a, well, I don't know, Ed, would you say entertaining affair? Yeah, it should be. <laughs> God knows it was uh, it sparks flew two years ago in this very room, which we were able to get into on time two years ago. Not so much today. And more equipment. Yeah, more. No, no, this is this is our standard fare. This is our standard fare. You've never done a remote with us before, Just, have you? I, I did one here last year. Did you? All yeah. right. So you were here for that debate then. All right. Uh, 606-6762 is our call-in number. That's 606-6762. So, Ed, uh, taxpayer issues, do they ever really shrink into the background? Is there ever never is there ever a, a better time to offend the taxpayers than, than others? If you grab a ra- your regular, average, everyday person by the shoulder and ask them what's going on with politicians, mm-hmm. they have something disparaging to say about the politicians, mm-hmm. and then it's about taxes. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say they're the top two things. Yeah, that's probably pretty true. I have done a f- I have done a substantial amount of door to door, even though I don't have a campaign of my own uh, seeking re-election to the Manchester School Board. I have been in multiple wards, and um, uh, you know, to some degree, it depends on the uh, the the age of the person that ends the door. But one thing that people are uh, straight across the board saying is taxes are an issue. Yeah, if you hit somebody maybe under the age of eighteen, they're they're not concerned, right? But pretty much every everybody else is. I have I have run into uh you know two or three people who have uh, who are uh, avowed supporters of the uh, challenger in this race, uh, who say they want to pay more taxes. They think that we. I would one guy literally say that everybody's taxes should go up a thousand dollars across the board. And then we can start to talk about uh, whether or not we're adequately funding the city. You can start right today. Uh, you just write a check and you take it down to City Hall and give it to them. Uh, yeah. You can yeah. start your own uh, GoFundMe city. In fact, the Manchester Board of School Committee, uh, oh, I forget how many years ago it was. It was at least three or four years ago when uh, you know all that kerfuffle over funding the schools was going on. They actually created an account. 
I was surprised. I was surprised when they we got five thousand uh, dollars donated to that account from all those people who were saying they weren't paying enough money in taxes. And if I'm not mistaken, we actually used that money as part of um, uh, the. We actually used that money to help pay for the superintendent search that brought us Dr. Vargas. <laughs> well, money well spent. Money well spent. Money well donated. That's the that's the other thing. That was donated money. Donated as money. To just taken money or you're obligated to pay it. Yeah, and, and, uh, and, and Greg I, Benson started a uh, pay. I want to pay more fund when he was governor, and I was in the CNHT office across the street from the state house, and we mm-hmm. heard it on the radio. So Karen Tester and I ran over and put two dollars each in there, <laughs> and I think it wound up like fifteen hundred dollars for the state of New Hampshire. That's not bad though. To no. ask, ask for people to donate money and for extra money for taxes to get fifteen hundred dollars in the entire state of New Hampshire is not bad. No, I, 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 I guess not. Uh, it looks like Manchester was a bit of an overachiever. I will give, I will give Joyce Craig credit, though. I, I think she kicked in like two hundred and fifty bucks to that fund. I know Alderman Pat Long did. Might have even been a thousand. Uh, but yeah, she, she kicked over money to show that she was willing to pay more. So we got to give her credit for you know putting, putting uh, money where her mouth is. But it, it just seems to me now, Ed, the uh, concerned taxpayers of Manchester. Uh, uh, probably a name you remember from the past, given yep, your been, time as the chairman of the coalition. Been to their tax, meetings right? way back. Yeah. Well, we're back, and I, I I say we're back because I am a I am a member of the board, and the only reason why I uh, am allowed to be a member of the board, frankly, is that I don't have opposition in my reelection race because we've we've said yeah, if you're a candidate, no. Yeah, it's tough to have candidates because everything you do then revolves around that candidate, no matter what. Right. Or or they or people join the organization so that they can say, oh, look, I was a member of the organization or I was on the board yeah. and then they and then they run for office. I've had that through the years. We've we, had uh, that we, through yeah, the years. Before someone wants to run for office, they join CNHT yeah. and next thing you know, they're a tax warrior. Right. So we did we did surveys. And you know, what, what do you make of uh, uh, politicians that uh, say they want to represent everybody, but they only answer the surveys or the calls of selected organizations. Well, they're partisan. Well, yeah. yeah, that's pretty much it. But you know, it's uh, there's a routine to uh, running for office. You have the uh, the people who have never run for office before. Mm-hmm. Then you have the ones that have always, since they were little kids, wanted to be a congressman or a senator <laughs> or the president. And every move they make from their entire lives is geared towards running for office at some point in time. Mm-hmm. And then you have the aides. Uh, you know, I see those people come through. They've helped a candidate, and they realize how stunningly easy it is mm-hmm. to get a little name recognition and mm-hmm. win a seat. Mm-hmm. So you have you have those. There's different types. I guess it's like a 12-step program for alcoholics. There's one for politicians too. I guess. <laughs> you know, at what step are you? Are you completely shameless? Mm-hmm. Now you're at number 12. <laughs> then you have the altruistic uh, candidates, and they I think they they get. Um, jaded pretty quickly you know it's there isn't a lot you can do to the machinery there's snapshots in time where things happen like in new ham in, Ma- in manchester the uh tax cap you mm-hmm. know it came out of nowhere boom there it well it actually came out of our office our cnht offices where it was uh, generated most of it really so how familiar are you with the language of the manchester city tax cap not with the language of it but when it was drafted it was uh rsa 49 b and c i think it is there's two two statutes that allow the creation of, that control charters. And uh, mm-hmm. we had some people working on this spending cap for Manchester. And I'd get phone calls and we'd sit around and talk about it, what might be the best way. And then it was voted in. I think it might have been changed a little bit over the years. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's pretty solid. People like it. 
just the idea of it, that there's some sort of control over the spending. Nashua has one and um, a couple other t- uh, Yeah, Nashua is in court right now. With it usually its, is, yeah. Well, no, because there's an alderman or a former alderman down there that's suing the city for – uh, some of the budget moves it's made to avoid the cap to say, hey, y- you can't do that. And do, yeah, you, do you know whether or not the court has ruled on that yet? Uh, not that I've heard. It might be Fred T. Boom again. I've been actually been to court with him years ago when uh, they tried to sidestep the tax cap. Yeah. Now, when citizens of the city of Manchester, and this is sort of an interesting thing, uh, two years ago tried to go to court to enforce the charter against uh, Ron Ludwig, Barbara Shaw, and Norm Gamash, who voted on the teacher's contract covering their kids, which is a clear kind con- of... Look, I don't care if you agree with it or you don't agree with it. I don't care if you like it or you don't like it. It is the law in the city of Manchester and the state of New Hampshire the way that's written. Yeah. So, And the intent of the, uh, the charter is clear. Oh, okay. Why else would you have an ethics uh, part of uh, ethics in your charter if it wasn't for ethics and to have people not vote on things they have a financial interest in or relatives in. Right. That's that's the intent of it. So, yeah. Well, in the, in the anything, debate we had with Barbara Shaw and uh, Jim Burkish, who were running for Alderman in Ward 9 yesterday, uh, Burkish, I believe it was, said that he didn't believe it was the intent of the writers of the charter to uh, prevent you know people like him from voting on union contracts for the city, but individual business contracts that might... Uh, uh, benefit a family member, sort of like a, a outside contractor kind of thing. Maybe that's the case. Maybe it's not. I haven't gone back to read all the minutes, and I'm not sure that I'm going to. Was there an exemption for unions? No, there was no exemption. Oh, there was no exemption. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So why would you start with that? Yeah, <laughs> because it makes it easy yeah. for you to do what you want. It's called. It's like a game called create a loophole. Yeah, create yeah. create a loophole just by saying it. Yeah, yeah. I'm familiar with that one too. So, but um, uh, whether you whether you like it or not, I mean it. It, it is the law. And so the taxpayers, the taxpayers in the city of Manchester went to Superior Court seeking injunctive relief. They wanted that contract invalidated because the, 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 those people who voted to override the mayor's veto, had they not been allowed to vote as the charter dictates they not be allowed to vote, the mayor's veto wouldn't have been overridden. Right. The court basically said you have no standing. In other words, you have no right as a citizen to um, – come to court to ensure that the, your own government follows its own laws. That's a new ploy uh, with the court system in New Hampshire. Our problem with, with this is when you have a situation where you want to enforce the charter or anything with municipal law, mm-hmm. it's called equity. Mm-hmm. You don't go before a jury. You go before a judge. There's one person's opinion, and judges have opinions, and judges have agendas, and judges will protect a municipality over an individual Nine times out of ten. I've been at this for a long time. I brought my first right to know case, an equity case, in 1991, and mm-hmm. I won it. Mm-hmm. No help from an attorney. So I've watched this go on and on and on. I know that if you had a jury system mm-hmm. where cases like this went before 12 taxpayers, <laughs> the results would be wildly different. You know, People wouldn't be saying, like municipalities, sometimes a town administrator or a school superintendent will say, if you don't like it, take us to court. If right. it was a jury system. They wouldn't, wouldn't say, say that. that. No. Well, so is there? So what do we have to do in New Hampshire? Uh, do we have to change the laws so that those things go before juries? You could do that. It'd be tough, but you could appoint better judges or put some pressure on judges when they make these unbelievable decisions. But you know, we live with them all the time. All right, we're going to take a break for traffic, weather, and sports. You are listening to the Dread at Large Radio Show live on location for the Greater Manchester Chamber of Commerce's mayoral debate. 
606-6762 is our call-in number. That's 606-6762. Traffic, weather, and sports brought to us by Manchester Mayor Ted Gatsis. He says Manchester is in the midst of a renaissance, and he's put together a 12-point plan to harness that new energy. Uh, number one on the list <clears throat> of items on his plan is the tax cap. He pledges to honor it as the mayor of the city and says he will veto any budget that exceeds it. Learn more at tedgatzis.com slash plan. That's tedgatzis.com slash plan. We'll be back in, what, two minutes? <laughs> 